Good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and if you're joining us on video or you're listening, thank you so much for following the podcast and uh, getting involved in a, a podcast about church administration. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but we, we love it. And um, today's special guest is Becky Thomas from Beeston Free Church in Nottingham. Becky, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be with you. It's brilliant. It's great to have you. And uh, the legend that is Becky Thomas is is, is heard around UCAN a lot. So um, to have you on the, on the podcast is, is brilliant. So um, so we're, we're talking about conferences. I, I, I attended a conference that Becky was running, uh, a UCAN conference, a cutting edge conference in June. I've also just run a conference in Rebuild uh, conference, getting church leaders together and encourage them after the pandemic. So I think we had 150 church leaders come and attend the conference. So we're talking conferences today. You are the conference king, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Um, I've kind of found myself accidentally involved in um, leading the UCAN Cutting Edge Conference team um, over the last uh, little while, um, having been involved um, with the team for a bit longer than that. Um, done a few bits of conference organising um, at my home church. And yeah, it's great fun. Yeah. It's slightly it. chaotic at times. It is. So before we go into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role um, at, in Nottingham in the church. You're an operations director, is that right? Uh, operations manager is my title. Okay. Um, so there's another thing that I ended up in, um, not entirely in a planned way. Um, so I started out my working life um, nursing in neonatal intensive care. Oh, wow. Um, and then um, as my kids gradually arrived, um, I was working part time. And then when my youngest was born, I didn't go back to nursing. Um, the realities of, of trying to do that with three very small kids, three kids under four, um, it just wasn't practical. So I came yeah. out of nursing. Um, and then when my youngest started school, I was kind of starting to think, what, what should I do? Um, so I said to the guy who um, was in my role before me, um, I've got a couple of hours a week. If I can do anything to help in the church office, then I'd be really glad to do that. Um, <laughs> and a few years later, I found myself in my current role. Yeah, um, yeah. it's funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. You offered some part-time voluntary thing and now suddenly you're running the place. I love that. It's great. Yeah. So you've got three kids, you were saying. Now we are involved, we are connected not just through UCAN and, and have the same job, but but we are ballet parents. I mean, I'm a ballet dad, you're a ballet mum. One of our kids dances, don't they, for the for Royal Ballet and stuff like that. So we've connected on that recently. That was that was a strange thing to find out because you're in Nottingham. I'm in, I'm in South Wales and we're doing the same thing together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, isn't it, how you discover in the Christian world that you know some of the same people, people have moved between churches, yeah. um, you chat to people and you realise that as well as knowing people in common, doing the same weird and wonderful job in the world of church admin, um, yeah. yeah, you also inhabit the weird world of dragging kids around the country yeah. or rather being dragged by your kids around the yeah. country yeah. Yeah. Um, for different activities, sports, dance, all sorts. Yeah. And it's, it's strange because I tend to do my kind of church office work on the days when we're traveling to Birmingham to do Royal Ballet and, and you're traveling into Birmingham. I didn't even realize you're traveling into Birmingham. We've probably crossed each other and, you know, I'd love a little wander around the shops there as well. And um, so it's, it's fun, isn't it, to kind of like utilize our time as best we can. But I'm often doing church office stuff and, 
Um, so yeah, the ballet world, taxiing and, and everything else, it is, it is a joy. Costumes, oh. shoes. Oh, point shoes, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Sewing ribbons in point shoes is my most hated job ever. <laughs> I can't say I do that, to be honest. My wife does <laughs> that, yeah. I, I'm not a sewer, so, you know. I uh, think my husband would tell you the same. <laughs> well, it's good. Well, let's let's talk conferences then. So so how do you how do you start? So you've been asked by UCAN, right, put on the cutting edge conference. You're in charge of it. What what do you do first? Like, what what do you start with? I think, I think the big thing for me in, in starting out in planning any kind of conference is thinking about what's it for, who's it for, what are you trying to achieve with it, really? Um, there are lots and lots of different reasons um, that you could run a conference. There are lots and lots of valuable reasons you could run a conference. Yeah. Um, the reality is you probably can't do all of those at once, so don't even try. Um, so, yeah, I think just thinking really carefully about who are you aiming at and what would you really like them to go away from that conference, having learned, heard, experienced, been a part of? Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? That kind of starting with a kind of success criteria. At the end of the conference, what would we love people to be saying about the conference? What would we love people to leave with? Um, yeah, that's where we start, that kind of success criteria. You know, is this a relational conference where we're like building together? And, and that might be what you do if you're in a local church context, putting on kind of a church weekend away that feels a bit like a conference. Or you're bringing leaders together and you're thinking, right, how do we train them? What do we want them to leave with and equip them with? Uh, what are some of the needs that we're seeing? You know, just stuff on teens and transgender was a big thing um, through our kind of conference. And we had someone specialist come and just do some teaching and raise the awareness for pastors of some of the issues that the church leaders are going to face. So, so yes, yeah, so you, you do start with that kind of success criteria and think, right, what do we want to deliver here and who are we delivering it to? And, and um, that, that comes across well. Have you, have you kind of reviewed your last conference and seen, do you, you know, how successful you were, you know, so the cutting edge conference in, in as all the feedback come in and being positive. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's one of the huge blessings with running a kind of regular conference. Yeah. Um, we always ask at the end of the conference for some feedback um, from those who come. Um, and that's really informative as we now think ahead to our next conference, yeah. um, which I'm sure will be here before we know it. It's the trouble with um, regular annual conferences. Um, they come around very quickly. Um, but yeah, I think just really helpful to hear from people what their experience was, to hear people's reflections. Um, so often we'll, we'll give some quite um, specific questions that, yeah. are, that are seeking to kind of dig out that. Yeah. Um, this is what we were hoping you get from this conference. Was that your experience? Um, and inevitably, sometimes feedback like that's a bit of a mixed blessing because you'll get somebody who says it was great and you'll get somebody else who say no 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 you missed it completely and you have to accept some of that yeah. but I think looking at the feedback in the round yeah um is just really helpful yeah it's good it's that kind of lot I mean we're, we're jumping to the end of what you would do at the end of a conference but but it, it's it's useful isn't it I think as you think about success criteria yeah you, you do want to build some time in later don't you to review and take people's comments seriously and if someone's bothered to fill out our feedback form, then you want to hear it, don't you? And 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 yeah, so, so, so so we've set our you know criteria for success. We've set our goals. We've set our kind of you know what are we wanting to achieve? What's what are you thinking next? What's going around your head? 
of where you need to go next? Um, I think team is probably the next thing, really. Um, if you're doing a conference of, of any kind of size, um, probably bigger than about three people, um, I'd say don't try and do it on your own. Um, I think there's lots of value in having team um, rather than trying to do a, a one-man job. Um, some of that's just about sharing the workload. Um, but there's just lots of value in having different people's perspective, different people's input, different people's skills and experience. Um, that all really, really contributes to, to helping to, to pull a conference together. So if I think about um, pulling the UCAN conference together, um, I'd, I'd always call myself a, a fairly competent computer user, um, but put a sound desk in front of me, not a clue. <laughs> try, try and work out how to, to stream something, not a clue. Yeah. So I need people alongside me who can go, yeah, fine, I'll I'll run the sound at the event. I'll I know what I need to do to connect whatever they call all these little yeah. gadgets and boxes and whatever and, and by the magic <laughs> um make sure that it appears on a live stream that you've promised to people who are coming along. Yeah. Um yeah and just to bounce ideas off people, you know, to be able to say thinking about a seminar about this, what do you think? Do you think it'd yeah. be valuable? Yeah. So yeah, team definitely is my next thing. Yeah, and, and that's useful, isn't it? And, and you can, it's great. You can pull on members, can't you, to to kind of, you know, who've experienced, who've been to conferences before and will be able to input. And that's right, yeah, team, don't try and do this on your own is the message here, isn't it? Yeah, because you are going to be overwhelmed, aren't you? I mean, one of the things that we did as part of our planning was we kind of, we kind of departmentalized everything that we'd need for a conference so you know the kind of the the people side of things and managing people caring for people we put in together what does it look like on the kind of teaching side and resources side um the venue side and what was needed to manage a venue um and we kind of looked for different people that had skill sets in those kind of different areas if you think about the kind of different departments somebody who had a real you know keen eye on looking at the kind of finances and and booking tickets and things like that and and, and that, that is a genuine challenge, isn't it? The whole ticketing stuff, because we, we found people book last minute, you know, like within the last two weeks of your event, where you're like, you've done the early bird, you've tried to get people in as quickly as you can. So, you know, actually, are we going to break even on this? Because that is a bit of a worry sometimes. Um, but yeah, what, do, what did you, what are your experience on that whole side of things? Yeah, I and mean, it's a huge challenge, isn't it? Because um, very often, if you're if you're running um, a conference in a venue that's not not your own church building, um, venues are wanting you to commit very very early. So, I mean, we've we've just run our residential cutting edge conference. We'd anticipate doing the next one in two years' time. I've already got the venue saying, "Would you like to book your dates for next time?" Yeah. You know, and you think, oh, yeah, I guess we probably ought to think about that. But 2024 sounds quite a long time away. <laughs> but then, of course, as soon as you peg down dates with them, they then want a deposit from you. Um, so you're fairly committed financially, even at that really early stage. Um, so having the confidence that people are actually going to come um, is huge. I mean, we we do use things like super early bird and early bird, trying to trying to encourage people um, being good stewards of their church's yeah. finances to get in there early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, promotion by multiple means, um, 
you know, the kind of multi-channel communication is really, really important. Some people will diligently read their emails, others glance at them if you're doing well. Yeah. There'll yeah. always be somebody who says, conference? What conference? I didn't know no anything problem. about that. <laughs> yeah, apart from six emails that have already gone to you, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah that kind of joy but yeah th those are those are the challenges I think and and you do have to have that bit of confidence and that's where I think a team approach so having a leadership team that are saying we really want you to do this in a church context it is helpful because you you've got backup and you've got people you can say you know this is the number of people we need to be able to break even you know then we can start thinking about oh yeah it'd be great to give some books and resources away but you know, we've got to get over that first hurdle of meeting what the cost is of, of this event and, and, you know, delivering that. So, yeah, all these things are it, it make the whole part of running a conference difficult, don't they, and challenging. I think that's what people don't like about being involved in stuff like this. They're like, I just can't juggle all these things in one go. But I think what you say about the whole leadership getting behind it, even... Um, those who aren't going to be practically involved in in organizing the conference you you need the whole team to be on board to be talking positively about it yeah. um to to really be able to articulate well what's the conference about why should people be signing up why should people be coming along um you know not just to communicate that by different you know by email and by social media and all the rest of it but to hear different voices speaking positively about this um you know we don't want the conference to be becky's conference to be gavin's conference yeah. we want this to yeah. be whatever the organization where we're representing's conference and, yeah. and for there to be that buy-in and ownership from everybody it's crucial isn't it yeah it really is yeah we, we did a joint um i think it was like six or seven churches together a, a church weekend away we called it the gathering conference we went to abris with university and i think we had a i think we had about 1200 people on site with kids and stuff and um and and it was great and, and the church leaders pushed it and drove it and then we had people in each church that came together to kind of form the team to run it and then it was just this really lovely kind of like partnership working that takes place but but everyone was kind of on board with the vision of what it was for and and you know we'd never done one before but now they're like when can we do that again we, we <laughs> loved it we want to you know let's do it next summer and you're like I'm not sure people can afford to do it yet you know um it took us a whole year to to go and do it you know to plan it and to work it through so it's um yeah they're, they're, these are some of the challenges that, that if you're if you're listening in and you're thinking like right I've been given the job of running a conference for the first time uh, what am I going to do? How do? Where do I start? Um, hopefully, you'll pick up some some helpful tips here from from particularly from Becky, who's a pro at this. But um, and I the next just... thing, I guess, is venues key, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in terms of you know, you've worked out your goals. You're thinking, right, what kind of venue is going to help us to deliver what we want to deliver? Um, what are your thoughts on venues and getting stuff right with this? Yeah, I mean, it's a really challenging one. Um, I think particularly if you're looking for a residential conference um, that isn't a plethora of venues, yeah. um, there certainly isn't a plethora of venues that are that are affordable. Um, price is often such a big thing, isn't it? It, it can be a big commitment, whether it's um, something like the UCAN conference where we're asking different churches mm -hmm. um, to support their, their admin staff in attending, or if, if it's a church weekend, for example, recognising that people who come, perhaps families who come, 
it's the cost soon adds up um so i think that's my first thing really be realistic there aren't lots and lots of great easy venues out there um so do your homework yeah um but yeah i think it's then um you know what accommodation does the accommodation work for the kind of people we've got coming mm. um what do you want to do do you want to be all together all the time because that affects kind of what main meeting space you've got do you want to be able to break out into different groups um things like catering can often be a, a big part of um a conference um, we've been really fortunate with our residential conference, uh, a UCAM residential conference that the conference centre we use organised all the catering for us. Yeah. That's a great blessing. That is a blessing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and they did such a good job, didn't they? I think it was the Kings Lynn, Kings Park Centre, wasn't it, in Northampton where we went. Yeah. And um, I think you're right. It, 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 you guys picked a great venue for what you wanted to deliver. I, I love the fact there was there was like coffee on tap. <laughs> in this kind of huge lounge area and a lot of it was like hanging together networking getting to know people and 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 then you had this like brilliant main auditorium and then you had all these breakout rooms so it, it really did it really did work I mean did you guys find that place and were like right we're sold we're going to stick here for a, a number of years or yeah so we've been using this venue um for quite a number of years now um and it's just worked really well um yeah. you know we're people from all over the country so location is is quite important yeah. is it accessible to a good range of people um has it got good facilities and it ticks those boxes for us yeah. um i think our challenge will be and in some ways i hope our challenge will be um yeah. that we'll outgrow it yeah. um and I'm not quite sure what that'll look like for us next. Um, we're using a very large proportion of the capacity over the last couple of conferences. So I hope as we continue to grow, um, that that'll be our next challenge presented to us, really. Yeah. It's good, yeah. And we chose for our conference, we chose um, Aberystwyth University. Now, it's not, I wouldn't suggest that we do a UCAN conference. <laughs> it's a fair old way um, heading west. But but yeah, we 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 use them because they just had experience of running events they yeah. dealt with the catering you know 1200 people to feed and to get through seating and to get through room yeah. accommodation they just had all that experience and i think that that made a difference for the running you've got a venue that are good they know what they're doing they, they're experienced with different size groups or the group that you you know want to bring in um those things are worth checking and i bet <clears throat> Well, if we outgrow Northampton for the UCAN conference, you're going to be traveling the country because, like you say, there aren't loads of venues, are there, uh, to find? We've, we've, no, and I mean, we've, in between our kind of every other year residential conference, we do a day conference. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely shown us the challenges of um, different venues. Um, we've not really settled on a venue for that one. We've used a few different things over the years. Um, that's Again, it's a challenge with location when people are just coming in um, for the day. Um, but yeah, we've definitely had some not so great experiences, um, particularly with that one. Um, okay. We've often used venues where they're quite happy to host us in terms of the building, but they perhaps don't organise catering. Okay. And we've had to bring caterers in. You're then trying to find caterers who'll supply 
Yeah. You don't necessarily know the caterers. You don't quite know what they're going to supply. Some of them yeah. have been better than others. <laughs> yeah, and people remember the food, don't they? Massively. <laughs> of course they do. Isn't that like just a big part of, you know, if you can get the food right at your conference and people, you know, that's halfway there, isn't it, to, to make it <laughs> yeah. a good conference. It's so, so true. And um, yeah, we've had to work on menus with our different conference teams and, and, and accommodating all the dietary requirements and all those. I mean, it's complex, isn't it? And um, you want to serve people and you want people to come and not have to bring their dairy-free, you know, lunch because, you know, yeah, we yeah. provide it. But it's, um, yeah. All I think these probably things. our worst example of that was one year we had a caterer and we said, oh, we've got these people who are, who are dairy-free and these people who are gluten-free. And, and basically their approach was to provide a box of salad for anybody who was allergic to anything. <laughs> the rest of us got lovely sandwiches, but the poor people who'd indicated dietary requirements seemed to get about three lettuce leaves and a tomato. It was awful. Oh, no. Yeah, we've definitely had some bad experiences and things like that. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. And the kind of the rebuild conference that we did, we end up hosting at our church and we've got a uh, an Ibis hotel that's right next door. So we were able to kind of have people stay there at like £40 a night. So it, it actually made the conference really cheap because that yeah. whole accommodation and food is, is you know, some of the most, you know, expensive parts of it. So Absolutely. Um, but so so venue, all those kind of practical things, how far in advance are you trying to work out the program that you're doing for UCAN and the speakers and all of that? Is that stuff that you've done a year in advance or lastminute.com? What are you, how um, are you approaching that whole area? I'd love to say we had it all sewn up a year in advance. The reality is a little bit different. Um, yeah. But I mean, because we're running an event every year, um, yeah. about the same time every year, it is pretty much as one conference finishes, we're starting to think ahead to the next conference. Okay. Um, it is another place where um, if you're running those regular conferences, the feedback's helpful. So we've asked people in the feedback from the conference we've just done, are the things that you'd like us to cover next time we meet together? Um, so that's helpful input. Um, but we're certainly looking to, to pin down our main speakers a good six months in advance. Okay. Um, often they're, they're busy people um, and we need to get these dates in their diaries um, so that they're, they're able to commit um, and be ready to, to yeah. speak for us. And there's so many things that interlink into this, isn't there? So you, you've got to pin down a, a speaker on the date that you need for your, you know, your event or conference. And then you, you need those people for your promo, don't you, as well? So it all like ties in together. And then you need to get your promo early because you want to drive your ticket sales and make sure that we get this, we meet some of our requirements on the finance side to be able to kind of go big and, and make it a, a good event as we can. And all, all these things tie together, which is, um, yeah. which is, you know, why I've lost my hair, I think. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's happened if, you, if you're listening on podcast and you won't be able to see my... Uh, my wig is not there anymore. So, um, but um, what other tips have you got? Because you, you've got you've got tons of experience on this. What are, what are the things that are going through your mind that you're thinking? Right, I need to do that. This this is good. This is a helpful thing to think about as you go through. Um, I I'm a great fan of lists. I have endless lists, um, and I do try and keep my lists in a in a digital and fairly ordered fashion um, because I do revisit those lists every time yeah. um, so that I'm not reinventing the wheel. Um, 
Our, our former pastor's wife referred to me as an organizational freak. And that, <laughs> that probably, she said it in a very loving way. And of course. That, that probably is true. So there's nothing I love more than organization and logistics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's probably why I love conference planning, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just um, keeping yourself really organized. Yeah. Um, making sure that you know what you've got to do, when you need to do it, where are your deadlines, um, who else do you need to communicate with, um, who needs what information when. Yeah. And are your lists connected to some sort of timeline? Would you be, you know, thinking, right, this list needs to be done by this set date, this one, and do you break it down like that? Yeah. Um, So I've never really got into some of these... um, project planning apps um that's not something i've done um my my word-based documents and my excel (laughs) spreadsheets um have served me well Um, but that's a personal preference thing that's just what i'm used to um i think there probably are great organizational tools out there that i've just not tapped into um but yeah so i have a bit of a kind of timeline that says okay by this date we need to have done this um I often put the deadlines a little bit earlier than they probably are in reality, um, recognising that there's always slippage along the way. Yeah, yeah, I I love that. I think it's helpful, yeah. I'd be the same. I I think, um, you know, there are some great apps out there and and some of our team use them to manage like maintenance schedules and things like that, which are great. But um, yeah, there's nothing like getting it on a big piece of paper and just writing (laughs) it all out and just having you having your list connected to all these different aspects of departments that need to be sorted out um and everyone can see what's happening and it's yeah there's uh, yeah traditional method it's it's take whatever's in this brain and and whatever you're thinking and and put it on a piece of paper and and go from there and um yeah those those little tips are great Um, and i think probably the other thing in that is is recognizing that um i won't be doing this forever yeah Um, And I'd love to be able to hand it on to somebody else um, who can take it forward um, and not just dump them with absolutely nothing. I've hugely benefited from the people who were doing this before me, who've given me really helpful kind of information and not in a kind of straitjacket, you must do it this way, but just in terms of these are the things that we thought about. Um, And some of them you say... "Mm, no, I'm not going to do it like that. Yeah. Um, but it makes you think. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to be able to hand on to whoever takes this on after me yeah. um, something that's helpful and makes some kind of sense. Um, you know, I can't give them my brain. Um, yeah. So having some stuff written down is is really helpful for that, being able to hand it on. Yeah, great. And, and, and it's lovely, isn't it, to kind of that when you've got that team approach, it's lovely to see people rise within the team to take your lead on stuff as well, isn't it? And there's, there's that lovely, okay, actually, let's bring somebody on board here who, you know, maybe their contribution is not going to be huge in this first year, but that contribution is going to grow over the next three years to, to the place where actually the fourth year we're going to pass it on and, yeah. and they're, going to be, they're going to be leading it. And, um, yeah, it's great having all those kind of things in place that, that, can, that can do it. Um, how do you find, like, you put together some really cool conference packs in these like big brown envelopes and there was there was like chocolate in them there's pens there's all the information there's brochures there's books I mean that when you arrive at a conference that was a real blessing to like 
receive that everything's detailed out where everything is what the timetable is i mean you did a really good job on that that was that was excellent how much thought goes into those those packs yeah i mean those those packs are something that have have developed over the years i guess um the idea that a, a conference pack is useful is one that was definitely handed down to me um it is very much something that's team effort um, so, you know, we've got great people who can do graphic design. That's really not my street, up my street at all. Um, but yeah, just thinking about actually for, for the kind of conference we run, we have people who are walking in who might know nobody, um, who might never have been to a conference like this before and really not have much idea what to expect. Yeah. For people to come through the door and have something that's just really clear. This is what's going to happen when. Um, yeah. This is what you can expect. Um, little things like recognizing that six months ago, when somebody signed up for this conference, we asked them for their seminar choices, and they yeah. probably don't remember what they selected. <laughs> um, so reminders yeah. on that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned earlier, um, things like giving away a book or whatever um, yeah. is often something that you have to kind of hope to do hope yeah. to get to the point where the finances allow for that um yeah. but it's just it's just a really nice way of of saying um here's a really useful resource um something that we've found valuable ties in with what we're talking about yeah. um and i mean everybody likes chocolate don't they yeah, so that's great and then you had like dairy-free chocolate you, you were able to accommodate everyone like the, the details that you go down to is great and i think I think those are the things that people really pick up on, don't they, and enjoy um, at conferences. So we we got to a point where we we were able to um, have some money in the budget to say, right, well, how can we bless people over the time? So I think one of the evening meals we we did a barbecue outside in the sun, and and so we just opened up um, a, a free bar for for people to have a you know a beer, and it was just one or two beers, and um, and they absolutely loved it. They thought it was the best thing ever that there was this yeah. kind of like free bar, you know, free drink at a at a conference and it was a, it was like 300 pounds to, to run it for, for 150 people. But yeah. that, that lasted an impact that people were able to just go and hang out and have a drink with somebody else. They moved on. And, and so we had this flow of people getting to know people, which was good. And it was just that, that little idea that came that little bit of detail. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it blessed people, which is, that's, that's so rewarding as well, isn't it? For us conference organizers to go, Oh, that worked. That was great. And, and it's often those little things that perhaps people aren't expecting when they come into a conference. You know, they kind of come in and they know that you're going to give them a bed and they know that they're going to get some kind of meals. Um, but it's those little extra things that yeah. just make people think, oh, actually, um, the fact that I've got easy access to coffee all the time yeah. or um, the fact that I've got a little chocolate bar or I can chat to somebody over a beer yeah. you know those kind yeah. of things are just those little extras that I think make people feel valued yeah yeah absolutely right and and I I love the fact that you can put on a conference because you know my my elders and leaders here will go to lots of different conferences day conferences and, and hear different teaching on, on you know someone went to London and did a, a week on you know the gospel of Mark and, and they get to hear all about you know how to open that up how to preach that the best way you can preach and there's just very few things like that isn't there that, that church administrators or operations people in the background can go to and just be blessed and refreshed and equipped 
and to to hear about the UCAM one to go. Uh, I mean, it is such a blessing to to bless these people who are serving behind the scenes in churches with resources and time and network. I mean, you've done a great job, Becky, doing that and pulling that off. I think I think having benefited from it so much myself, yeah. um, I just hugely see the value of it. The world of, of church administrations and, and operations is quite a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you think about um, even trying to articulate to somebody, well, what is your job? Yeah. Um, and you kind of go, yeah. And, and there's no real way of, of explaining straightforwardly to somebody what, what it involves. Yeah. Um, so to be able to do something that facilitates people who, who all inhabit that weird and wonderful world yeah. of, of getting together, of being able to um, share funny stories of the things we found ourselves doing. Um, I, I was sharing with somebody um, at the conference, you know, probably my my best moment was when somebody walked into the ladies' toilets at church and found me trying to do a temporary repair on one of the toilets with a paper clip and a piece of blue tack. You know, <laughs> you you do these crazy oh, things, yeah, um, or you or people find you up on the roof and they say, "Is that in your job description?" Yeah. And you go, "Well." Not really, but it's not in anybody else's either. So yeah. here I am. Um, and, and just to be able to share those stories, yeah. to encourage one another, yeah. um, to recognise some of the challenges that we face um, working in church, um, in an admin or ops role, um, for people just to get it yeah. um, is just so valuable. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's a really important part of it. And then, as you say, just to get really good input, um, yeah. there's, there's often lots of opportunities for Bible handling training and those sorts of things, which, of course, is, is hugely yeah. valuable in our churches, but doesn't always quite hit the nail on the head for some of the yeah. things that we face as administrators and ops people. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. So, to, yeah, to have a conference designed just for administrators and those working behind the scenes in churches is is lovely. So full credit to, to you, Can and the board and, and those who attend and make it work and the cutting edge team that you've worked with to, to deliver it is, is wonderful. Well, Becky, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's great to connect with you. Um, Love what you've done. Love the way that you bless you can with your time and your expertise in, in putting a conference on. Um, if you're if you're listening and you think, oh, I've got a specific conference question uh, or venues or, or you just want to connect with the church office or with Becky. And then please get in contact at questions at the church We'd love to hear uh, your feedback and um, any, any questions that we can assist with. We'd love that. Please check out the website for new resources and new articles that are coming on. The, the website's free for everyone to use. And, and hopefully there's things and resources on there that will benefit you and bless you and encourage you. Um, we've been chatting about UCAN. If you're listening and you're not a member of UCAN and it's a UK Church Administrators Network, then, then, then seek them out. Look at it. Is it something that you'd like to get involved in? There's something wonderful, isn't there, about being part of a network, Becky? And uh, I know you've been a member for a long time. So give me a little promo for you, Cam. Come on. 
Yeah, I mean, as, as I've just been saying, really, to, to be able to connect with other people, to share wisdom, to share ideas, to share resources is just such a blessing. We yeah. come from a hugely diverse range of churches. Um, yeah. you, you, you learn and see so much about different churches, um, but it's just really encouraging to see churches all over the country um, committed to sharing the gospel um, and thinking about how, how do we do that well? Um, how do we make sure Sure that what we do as churches is done well so that the central focus is the gospel absolutely right and and you've heard me say it numerous times on the podcast you know the work that happens behind the scenes enables and enhances the work of the gospel um, without people on the ground doing the stuff that we do behind the scenes the gospel wouldn't go out um, so crucial ministry um, in the life of the church and, and if you're serving in that role then then thank you and know God's smile and encouragement to you in what you're doing behind the scenes so um, well Becky thank you so much for your time it's great to connect and uh, we'll look forward to it we'll, we'll, we'll have to get you back on the podcast again soon because you're so good at this you're just like chatting away and, and filling us in and it's, it's lovely so yeah I'll see you in Birmingham sometime on the Bally Run indeed take care see you soon thanks Gavin take care bye-bye bye-bye